Southern Vanguard Radio, this is DJ John Doe, and right in front of me in that little bitty teeny weeny computer screen is my man. Cappuccino. Eddie Cappuccino's on Memphis motherfucking me. I'm my battery right now, man, so I'm not going to. You're not going to flip on your camera? Yeah, I'm not going to bless y'all with my, my visual presence. Your greatness? Man. Yeah, I know. I've been on Twitter today campaigning for us to get a show on MTV. I thought you were going to say you were just campaigning for, um, you know, a presidential candidate or something. I was I was getting, no, beginning to be that, a little worried. I'm not that brave. <laughs> you got to be a damn fool to try to run for president right now. Now, what of did you this, of this country? <laughs> shit. Now, what did, you, what did you say you were campaigning for? Man, I'm trying to get us. I'm trying to get us a TV deal, man. It's going. <laughs> I, I feel like it's either going to be MTV, <laughs> excuse me, or Revolt. <laughs> Whoever cut the check first, man. I think. I think we deserve it, man. Okay. All right. So I I put a couple of reckless tweets out today, man. <laughs> I think MTV should let us do your MTV raps 2.0. <laughs> I'm with it. That'd be and, dope. And if MTV drops the ball, I think Revolt should pick it up. You gotta it's have a your backup plan. situation, man, <laughs> yeah, for the right. world. You gotta have your gotta have your B plan, right? You gotta and have your C it, plan. Man. Gotta have. It. <laughs> How was your weekend, dude? Man, my weekend was uh, man. Uh, you said you were tired. I talked to you this morning. I was like, "You ready to do this thing tonight?" You're like, man, I'm tired. Well, we What's took little mama back to. All Benny yesterday. Uh, I was wondering um, if that's what was going on. Yeah, that was an all day joint, and uh, got out there and unloaded the truck by myself, except for like one piece. And uh, that's a recurring theme, Meeks. When you take set, your when you take your huh? kids to, when you take your kids to school and you pick them up, that's a recurring theme. Is that you're doing this oh, by I, yourself? No, this is uh, this is the this is the third time. <laughs> Yeah, this is the third time. Mm. So this is the beginning of her junior year, and um, wait, 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 what? she's in her second apartment. Wait, um, this is her junior year. Yeah, you know, um, oh. she did dual enrollment her senior year in high school. Oh, so I didn't realize to, that. Yeah, she went to school with college credits. Um, yeah, so she's starting up her junior year. Finished up her summer internship with the Department of Defense. Oh yeah, man, and, um, killing it. Yeah, we moved her into her second apartment. She's uh, she's got a one bedroom now. The roommate thing didn't work out for. Oh, okay, all right. So yeah, she's, she's so, dolo now. Uh, yeah, she 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 doing her thing, man. So, all right, beautiful. Yeah, we did that all day yesterday. I got back last night about one a.m. Um, it's mm. a lot of work, a lot of work, man. So she is going back, like in person classes. Yeah, uh, Monday is the first day of class. It's virtual, but after okay. that, um, they're going uh, they're going back on campus, going back in the classroom. Man, I've been I've been looking at the website, been watching the news yep. for the past month or so, just waiting on something to to happen to where she wouldn't have to do that, but it didn't work <laughs> out. Mm. But I also figured out that this whole back to school thing. And why people are protesting it and trying to make it happen is because the states and the schools themselves, they got to get their funding. 
And if the schools aren't open, they don't get the funding. So, you know, the school stands on it. We're going to use your kids as guinea pigs and fill up the classrooms and get this money first. And then we're going to shut it down. So they got to secure the bag. Gotcha. No matter the cost, you know what I mean? So, well, you know, you know, all the uh, national media hype uh, this past week with uh, Paulding County High School here in Georgia, you know, where the the, the flick of social media um, and the girl got suspended, but then unsuspended. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten to the point where they set up a whistleblower like phone number and website for the schools. Yeah. So, so so get this. They, they, it dropped in the news tonight. I don't know if you've seen it. My wife told me, but, Mm -hmm. um, there's uh there's there's six kids that have it and three teachers and they're shutting down. I saw, the, oh they're, yeah, so they're shutting down the school for two days to sanitize. Right? I saw that. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, what you expect when the hallways are crowded and ain't nobody got a mask? It's fucking on. crazy, man. It's fucking crazy. And what's even yeah, crazier so. is how many other people got it from those six people, those six kids, and those four teachers. Exactly. It's not over. Fucking man. wild. It's not over. Yeah, but uh anyway, all yeah, right. So that was that was a weekend, man. I, I Well she's I, just I wanna, she's masked up and put, sanitizer and all uh, that shit, right? You got she you got her prepared, right? Yeah, she good. I mean okay. several masks, um uh, hazmat suit. Nah, just <laughs> you know, we just you know, that's that's not stylish. So <laughs> Okay. Um but mask, hand sanitizer. Um, she don't like people anyway, so social distancing is. Oh, she's good with that. Yeah, she's good. So I wonder who she yeah. gets that from. Huh? I wonder who she gets that from. I have no idea. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man. On on another note, man, I wanna I'm gonna do this for the for the interview and uh and for the pot and for the mix show tonight, man. Man, rest in peace. Shouts out go to Sean P. Um, no doubt. Shouts out to Bernadette Price and, and Lil Sean Price. Um, they had a celebration of life for him last night. That's right. And um, it looked vanglorious, and I wish I could have been there. I'm going to have to make it up there one year for that because that's pretty big. We definitely got to get um, a for that. For I sure. saw some – I hopped in on Prince Poe and, uh, and uh, Rock Ness on uh, live today. They was telling a story about P. I saw uh, – Miranda Jane posted a, a funny piece about about Sean today. Um, yeah, it's just you know, it's just that time of year. You know what I'm saying? It yes, just it reminds is. me of when we got the news. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. That he passed away like a couple of weeks after we did the interview with him. Yeah. So uh, you know, once again, Sean Price is our OG, and um, it was definitely a game changer for us and our little podcast when we interviewed him. And I will for I will always be grateful for that. So rest in peace to that brother. And uh, you know, that's that's what I wanted to say about that. Absolutely. And and, and to add on to that, rest in peace, Peyton Locke. It's been a year since he passed. Peyton Locke. Yeah, sure. August is Peyton Locke month. So uh yeah. Big up full plate fam, Dylan, no Willie Shots Evans. Shout out to Dylan, yeah, yeah for basic. keeping that alive. Sure. Yeah, and I, and actually they're they're, uh, they're actually selling a bunch of his uh, they're selling his record collection off now actually. Um, oh wow! And all the proceeds are going to his daughter. So they they just started that like last week. So diggers out there, record heads, whatever, make sure you hit up. I think the um, I think the page is named uh, 
Asha's Groove, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was a mix CD that he did a long time ago that he dedicated to his daughter. It was named after her. Yeah. But uh, if anybody's interested and you can't find it, you know, just holler at me and uh, you know, I'll I'll, uh, I'll kick you over the 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 right place for the IG. I think they're doing like they're doing sales via Instagram on Saturday nights or something like that. So you know, Peyton had a crazy record collection. Oh yeah, and, make uh, sure Pocket and Oxygen know about that shit. Make sure they don't know about it. You don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> anybody but them right <laughs> i tell you this much i hope nobody's getting deals there i hope i hope you're like paying two or three nah, x for those I records because they charge a top dollar man exactly so all, all the proceeds go to his daughter and uh you know it's a great cause so uh you know support that man rest in peace peyton and no doubt. uh you know actually and we didn't bring it up last week one more and we'll get on with it uh, rest in peace, Malik B. We didn't even mention it last week, Meeks. I was, I, I can't believe that we forgot to talk about that. Yeah, we but, didn't uh, talk about that. That's we did crazy. not. No, I think we were so rattled just, you know, coming back from being off for five weeks yeah. um, and just trying to get our shit together. But, uh, you know, rest in peace to Malik. And, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, I wish we could have. I wish that interview we had done with him had worked out, but it didn't no. for for whatever reason. Yes. But definitely rest in peace to that brother, man. That was no uh, that was one of my main draws to the roots. Me man. too, man. A beast on the mic, dude. A fucking beast. beast. Dude. The, the wordplay, the cadence. Um, Nasty. Just a just a ill cat, man. You know no. what I'm saying? So. All right, I'm glad yeah, you brought. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, Meeks. We we needed to do. Uh, we needed to pay our respects to a few folks actually tonight. So I appreciate. Oh, that. absolutely. Thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah. It's been on my mind. Um, you know, a lot of stuff has come back around. Um, you know, this month, this year. So absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah All right, we no doubt. Do that. Yes, sir. All right, so let's get down to things. Get down to business. Uh, Meeks, mm-hmm. we're we're back in the saddle with the interview session this week. So this is the first time you're listening. Welcome to Southern Vanguard Radio. We drop twice a week. On Tuesdays is a mix show. On Thursdays is an interview session. Um, you know, on the mix show, we're playing all the latest and greatest hip hop, cut up and sliced up like it should be. This is real mix show. You know, um, you know, traditional hip hop shit that you're gonna get every week, but it's all new shit. We don't play old shit. We're not stuck in the past. It's all you know shit that we could have gotten it in the you know, email an hour before the show started. So, um, you hear a bunch of exclusive shit, just, you know, do dope, you know, hip hop that you need to be, uh, you need to be up on. And then on, uh, Thursdays, like I said, an interview session could be an MC or DJ producer, a and R type, just someone within the sphere of, uh, you know, this culture that we love so much. So uh, make sure you follow on your favorite platform. They're on, they're on anyone that you'd probably care about. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud. Did I say YouTube? I think I did. And mm-hmm. then it makes we have some affiliates as well, right, to help us spread the word. Absolutely. Uh, ATLHipHop.com. I am ClassicRawRadio.net. Uh, return to BoomBab, WRBB. Soul Public Radio out on the West Coast, speaking of the West Coast. Word. And uh, X-Squad Radio, X-Squad Affiliates, man. All right. Yeah. Well, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I'm a DJ. I make some beats here and there. I always love interviewing producers. And in the first show back from summer break last week, we played a joint that featured the homie Superstition from Sir mm-hmm. Veterano with Skills. And dude, this joint was knocking. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, just 
crazy. And you know, you know, Meeks is one of those things when you you know you got some shit when like I mark up the whole album in Serato. Like if 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 you give me an album and you know it's all yellows and greens, like yeah. every single track, you know that you, you got, got you, you, you got a winner. So that, that that's what that's what Veterano's album looks like. It's called The Gathering. And uh, you know, Super kind of actually hit me to the record. Actually, I I think I'd heard the joint with MC8 first, mm-hmm. and then Super was like, "Yo, you got to watch out for this." You know, this shit. You know, my my homie Veterano's got a new album dropping, and man, this thing is a this thing is a motherfucker. So I hollered at at, uh, at Super, and he made the connect. So without any further ado, our first interview session back from summer break, the one and only Sir Veterano. Sir Veterano. <laughs> <laughs> what's How's up going, fellas how's it going we're doing good man get slizzy <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. same on here sunday night <laughs> yeah nothing man. wrong with that man nothing wrong with that nothing at all man yeah that, uh veterano i told me so i was like yeah you're gonna like this guy i saw a big ball of willet on his uh instagram page I'm like we're gonna get along real well <laughs> real well <laughs> oh yeah that's right it's it's not that common that i could find other people that like to just sip bourbon straight you know it, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's usually jack daniels jack and coke something like that but someone that knows their bourbons i mean it's a friend of mine you know yeah, what I mean? no so doubt. it's all good no doubt oh yeah you know the homie you know the homie john is straight out of kentucky oh so. shit. Okay, yeah. so I, so I could learn a thing or two right now. Yeah, he, he yeah, like you could, chance, you could, man. yeah, you, you could. If you, if you tap my vein right now, you could squeeze <laughs> out a little burnt, like just a little, not yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! I keep telling them though, um, you know, Kentucky, they got to watch their back, man. Tennessee just came on the scene with a with a, with a major monster, man. Uh, Veterano, you ever had the? Uh, you have you had the uh, Uncle Nearest yet? No, no, I haven't. Yeah, Uncle Nearest is out of uh, Columbia, Tennessee, black-owned. Um, uh, Nearest Green was the genius behind Jack Daniels. Mm. Um, so uh, black-owned, you know, black-operated. Uh, virtually all black women operate the distillery right yeah, now. Yeah, that's right, Stoke. Um So if you get a chance, they got two versions of it. Uh, they got a black label. I think they got three versions. I think they got a hmm. black label, hundred proof whiskey. I think they got a green label rye and uh-huh. a white label premium whiskey. Um, they're all good. So yeah, if you get a chance, if you see that somewhere, pick it up, man. Check it out. Absolutely, absolutely. No doubt. Sounds good. How'd you yeah, turn into man. a bourbon drinker, Veterano? What's that? How'd you turn into a uh, bourbon drinker? Oh, it's. So, um, just trying to get blasted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, like I I would probably say it was, um, when I got with my wife around that time, you know, I was just, I was amateur at that point. So I was drinking, um, you know, I was just drinking beer, whatever was there. Um, I was smoking black and mild every day, all day. Oh, okay. uh, you had tequila. I would just drink it. Didn't matter what kind it was. And, you know, just whatever got you there. I enjoyed champagne and I started getting into wine a little bit serious, but it wasn't until maybe like a few years afterwards, my wife and I, we got really into spirits. And so 
Uh-huh. You know, we uh, we've done things like we've gone to uh, tequila, Mexico, and we've done like a factory tour of like these uh-huh. actors where tequila uh-huh. comes from. And that experience really kind of opened me up to spirits in general. And mm. and then when I finally landed on uh, like some bourbon, I remember I went to this place and uh, there's a town over here called Livermore. And um, it's called the place called the Beer Baron. And they had like a wide variety of bourbons. And I was like, well, you know, I want to try something some different and it's like well we have we specialize in bourbons and we have like this uh we can make you a like an old-fashioned or something and we have uh angel's envy and that's the spirit or whatever i was like okay that's cool like i'll I'll try it tried it my wife and i couldn't stop talking about it afterwards Uh we're like like this isn't jack daniels or jim beam or you know so you know i mean like this actually tasted better you know and so from there you know the hobby just became going to new um, new places to where we could find spirits in in a large amount and it just experiment and taste each one. And so that was maybe like seven years ago. And, and ever since then, I've just kind of like found my flavor palette, you know, like I, 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 I mean, you know, I'm working my way up to, to, to building a collection. Um, but most importantly, I just enjoy it. And yeah. Um, and that's kind of how it happened. It just happens slowly over time, you know? Okay. That's dope, man. Sure. That's what's yeah. up. <clears throat> yeah. I always... it, wasn't, it wasn't in my culture. You know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> the, the thing that was in my culture was tequila because I'm Mexican. So right. I oh, okay. had my uncle's bringing tequila from Mexico all the time. So that's what I came to know first, but you know, sure. Not like you guys, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, Veterano, what's a what's a top-notch, top-shelf, like, tequila that a lot of people would know about? Um, I would probably say um, one of the ones that, that gets slept on because it's a notoriously bad brand but has a high-end uh, bottle is uh, Jose Cuervo, the Family Reserve. Oh, um, I don't know if you ever had that, but it's a uh, it's a pricey bottle. Um, in the United States, you could get it for about one thirty, one forty. Um, it's their it's their top notch um, tequila. It's a it's an extra añejo. And okay. If you like bourbon, then you're gonna like extra añejos or añejo in general because they're kind of like cousins. Um, yeah. At least in the flavor palette, the the full bodiness, you know, the, yeah. the richness. A and, little bit of a little bit of the color too. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Especially when you get into the extra añejos. I mean, that's the darker it gets. You know, it's sweeter, it becomes sweeter, and starts to become more like a, more like a bourbon. So, mm-hmm. if you see that a Jose Cuervo Family Reserva, um, I'd pick that up because that that one is uh, again a tequila that I tried in in the city of tequila where tequila comes from. Uh, <laughs> not ironically. And um, they take you down to like a to a basement. After you do the factory tour, they'd show you like where they where they carve out the the, the plants, and then and then they take you to this tasting room where you rub like coffee beans together, you smell it, and then take a sip. And so you know they have a nice presentation. Yeah. And at the very end, they're like, "We're gonna we're gonna give you guys a small tasting of like this family reserve stuff." 
So you go down into this kind of like a cave basement. It's all rocks and, you know, it's, it's old world in there. And then they take it out uh, with a, I think they were just using a ladle. I think it has a proper name for when, because I know there's a thief when you're talking about wine, when you're extracting wine. But when it comes to like right. something like tequila or like bourbon, it's kind of like a ladle. So they take it out and they, they pour it in straight from the barrel. And then uh, it just blew my mind. So right. I, mm. so I walked out of there with, I think, like maybe three bottles, something like that. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> and the good Had thing to do it. is if you buy it from there, the price in Mexico is different than here. Mm, so I, sure. I paid like 62 bucks a bottle. You know what I mean? So I was like, this no oh, question yeah. about it. Yeah, you, yeah. Could, you couldn't pass that up. No, no. Yeah. See, I'm not really I a tequila drinker. With, uh, That's what I need to do. A few years ago, uh, um, I haven't seen it lately. It's 110 proof. Um, Gungavales was the name of it. Um, yeah, I hadn't seen it in a while, but that shit. I mean, it 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 will it, it'll, it'll mess you up because it doesn't <laughs> go down like 110 proof, and you oh. you'll. you'll yeah, you'll mess around and find yourself in some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real quick, too. Better, oh, I, yeah. I can't drink tequila, man. I get angry when I drink tequila for whatever reason. I don't know, man. I always... You know, it's it's known for doing that. So I, so I don't, you know. I'm, I'm like the, the furthest from an angry person ever, too. Like, that is not my personality <laughs> at all. But every time I have gotten myself in a pinch, it has been because I've been drinking fucking tequila. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, stick with the bourbon. And right. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> oh, oh man. All right. What are, are we here to talk about some rap shit tonight? I don't. I, I don't think, think so. so. I think we at that point. It's it's time. Uh, we got we giving the people enough game right now. <laughs> right. So it's exactly. Time to switch over. Let's switch gears. <laughs> So, uh, Veterano, tell us about this record, man. Let's just start there. Uh, I like to get into some history stuff, too, but, you know, we always want to hear about the new stuff, and the album sounds incredible. I mean, the the guest <laughs> list, I mean, God, the features are are nuts. So, let's just hear straight from you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we could do the, the history a little bit uh, afterwards, but the way that this album kind of came together is um, after having been on hiatus for a minute, um, I reached out to my manager and uh, his business partner, who, which is actually his uh, childhood friend. Um, this and is Walt Licker, they, right? Yeah, Walt Licker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's Walt. Shout out to Walt. Yeah, I got, yeah, yeah. got service from Walt with Records back in the day doing college radio. I, I don't oh, I don't know him yeah. very well very well he probably wouldn't remember me but I, I definitely got records from Walt back in the day so okay yeah that, that's no surprise I mean like he he was Planet Asia's uh, right. manager his entire career right uh, until you know um, I don't know how long ago that they it wasn't needed anymore you know sure, Asia yeah, yeah. had already been up and running and so Walt's like okay I did my part here yeah, right. um, but uh, so we have Walt who's my manager and then Kwa, who's a label owner. And yeah. we had already known each other uh, from some years back and we were discussing doing something before and um, it didn't work out. 
uh, we had creative differences. I was doing something a little more experimental at that time. And they wanted at least Qua wanted something a little more uh, hip hop driven. So, um, so it, we kind of just left it where it was. And then I reconnected with them because I had expressed to them that I wanted to make some more uh, music again. Again, I had been gone for maybe about like eight, nine years, something like that. Mm -hmm. So when I hit them up, um, I was just telling them, Hey, I'm going to start working on music again. This was like in late, this is in December of 2018. And so and they were just like, okay, well, what do you want to do? I was like, well, I don't even know if I even want to make music yet. I'm just kind of like messing <laughs> around on, you know, busting out the old laptop and just right. seeing what, what's on there. And, um, and Qua, uh, to his, uh, credit, he was ready to hit fast forward. He was just like, yeah, 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 yeah whatever. Let's do something. So I'm like, Okay, let me get the rust off. And, then, <laughs> yeah. and to be honest, it didn't really take that long. I, I want to say that, you know, I want to say that, oh, it took me a few months to get back in the habit. It, it, honestly, it took me maybe a week. And it was kind of wow. it's kind of like a DJ. Like if you if you know yeah. how to cut, yeah, you know, like I could be away from the turntables for, for years, which I have, but I could go back and do all the things that I was doing before. You sure, know, give yeah, me like yeah. 15 minutes and then i got back in the group no yeah, problem yeah. no yeah. doubt yeah once it's there it's there and so i was kind of surprised by that and um so you kind of quit cold turkey like you weren't even like yeah. noodling around randomly like it was like i i i was kind of because i would force myself to try and do something okay you know i was just like well you know I don't want to fall like completely out of love with it right you know so i would just try but it, it nothing nothing material it was just me in at my house just gotcha. messing around kind of a thing so okay. so I, I so i don't want to be disingenuous and saying that no i hadn't even touched anything but i mean when 99% of your time between like 2012 to 2019 oh, sure. yeah you know it has been not music you know what i mean so I, but anyway, well, um, mentally, you've got so, to get your head in the right place, right? Like to actually, it, it, it's one thing to go through the movements of just doing it, but you've got to be in that headspace to create again. Well, that's ex that's precisely what the problem was, is that I wasn't in the headspace to, to, to do it. So if, you know, the mind isn't right, then the work isn't going to be right. And, right. you know, all, all these things got to work together. And so um, I just wasn't feeling it for all that time. Uh, for, for my own issues and my own reasons. Um, but when it did come back, um, I was lucky enough to have Walt and Qua there um, to kind of, you know, pick me up or just pick up where we left off. And it was mm -hmm. just off to the races immediately. I mean, after I had contacted them, it was no more than maybe two months before I had one of the songs done. Which In the first song that we did, was the Mitchie Slicks uh, record. Mm. Uh, uh, My Shoes was the name of the song. And, uh, you know, again, I, maybe I should give a little bit of backstory. My label owner lives in San Diego and Mitchie Slick lives in San Diego. And they've, and they've always kind of like done stuff together because my, because my label owner also owns a, a boutique clothing store. That's very popular down there. And okay. it's called the Press Yard. 
and he, Mitchie and Qua have done like shirt kind of uh, releases and gear and stuff to sell it to the, to the town and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, so Mitchie was on standby immediately. So he's just like, yeah, let's do it. So we knocked out the first record. And after that, I kind of put together a list of people that I wanted to work with. And on that list was pretty much everyone on there and everyone that's wow. on there. Um, some people I didn't know, but a lot of the people were already in the family network, people that I, I had dealt with before people that Walt has been, um, friends with for, for decades. And so it came together, um, pretty painlessly, uh, because mm. the resources were already there. So the records that we were, that we were doing, there were just, I mean, I was juggling like three songs in a month and then, and then I'm making beats for something else as I'm mixing these songs down. And it, it was uh, just kind of like, okay, let's go get guilty. Let's go get, fuck it. Let's go get man. Fat Cat. Cause I want to fuck with Fat Cat. And, you know, and, and so it just snowballed into becoming what it is right now. But, you know, um, we could delve further into <laughs> the specifics of how it came together with each artist, if you like. Well, veteran, I got to ask this because this is this is coming from the guy that's got one foot in, one foot out, hoping to get both feet out real soon. <laughs> um, how what was it that happened in 2018 that made you want to like jump back in like both feet? You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like yeah. it's it's a different thing now. Like 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 yeah history is long you know what i'm saying so it's like it's a totally different monster now and just hearing what you said just now it sounds like the the fact that you had qua and and walt in your in your corner made it an easy transition but what was it that ultimately made you want to go back in full-fledged that's a very good question um the, the the real honest answer is uh, in 2010, I met my then girlfriend um, who I at that time I had kind of gone through per, in my personal life, I had gone through, you know, some shitty things. And even at that time, um, I was at. I had built up so much momentum and uh, a name for myself in the late 2000s, uh, uh, 2010. And so um, I, I was, you know, I was getting calls from Aftermath Records. I was getting calls from Bad Boy. And, and I, I was just working on a lot of stuff and I was burnt out. And I was like, you know, what? I can't even I'm I'm not doing it because I love it anymore. I'm kind of doing it. It's kind of, you know, it's the same age old thing, but the you know when you're chasing a check it's more work it's 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 work you know it's like and, and i'm okay with work but i didn't want the thing that i love to be my work you know what i mean mm. and, and i feel like a lot of people that do like you know independent music doesn't matter if it's indie rock indie pop or hip-hop or whatever it is that's the lane for them because they don't have to fully commit to a bigger uh, sound. They can just mm -hmm. do the thing that really keeps them interested in the thing that they love to do. So that's where most people find themselves in the independent scene. So, right. so at that moment, I was like, I got a girl. 
my life is kind of personally like I like I'm like trying to get side jobs and I'm trying to sell beats and the, the checks aren't coming in. I'm just like, you know, I'm 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 done with the rat race for the time being. And I got something better to look forward to because, you know, when you're a young man in your 20s, uh, early 20s, you know, you're, you're just again, you're, you're chasing the dream. You're 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 you're, you're just going for, for you know, you're running. Uh, with yourself and you're trying to make something for your life and uh at some point that something kind of jerks you at least it did for me jerked me out of my reality and said you know what you are sleeping on an air mattress in san francisco and you're like 23 24 years old <laughs> oh you know man I mean? you know like and, and you're and you're trying to trying to make it and you're talking to the right people, but the checks aren't coming in because you still got to pay dues. And I was just like, you know what? Let me I have this this reason to get my life together. So mainly the, the real reason is, is that um, I wanted to focus on my future, my future at that moment. I was just like, you know, I can't do this anymore. I need to get, you know a proper running car. I need to have car insurance. And I got, you know what I mean? Like I, right. I made that decision for myself because I had a reason to do it. If it was just, if I hadn't met the person I'm married to right now, I probably would have just kept running with it, you know, but mm-hmm. I need, yeah. I needed to, to, to get my shit together. So that's essentially what it was. And around, I want to say everything kind of just like, my life was settled probably like around 2016, uh, mm-hmm. 2016. I had, um, I had purchased, uh, a house with my wife. I had, you know, my wife and I have full-time jobs. We have good income. Everything was just sinking upright. And at that point I was kind of like, okay, my head space is there now, you know, mm. like the, 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 the mind is right now. So now I can allow other things back into the fold. But before I had to work my way to get myself stable for the future. And that's the, that's the real honest truth about it. It's like, I, I can't, you know, I'm 36 now. I can't be chasing the dream, which, you know, I love doing it. And I'm, I'm, I do everything to, to, it, I do what I love to do in the direction of, of where I want to go, but I can't rely on industry checks right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, so for me at this point, this is all fun now. It doesn't feel like work. So I get to just work with who I want to work with. And, you know, I can approach music in a much more mature way and a much more uh, calm way versus when you're hungry and you need to get on and you're yeah. desperate and, and you know, yeah. you have to do things that you normally wouldn't do. And I don't want to, you know, I didn't like that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, well, that's really it. It takes some Hell balls, yeah. man. Salute to you. It takes a Hell lot of courage, yeah. man, to walk away from that shit. Cause you were seemingly right there, but there, I think there are a lot of people that end up being in that spot and, mm-hmm. and, and never get like, never yeah. actually get over that hump. Right. And you know, it's a it's a nasty game man that's for sure yeah i think we've all i mean probably all three of us have in some way form or fashion i mean it's it's happening right now you're doing what you love i love i'm doing what i love i mean but yeah we're all doing it because we love to do it and and, yeah it's brutal it can be brutal but you just keep plugging along as long as it's right you know 
That's right. Oh yeah, this podcast is the reason why I want to get both both feet out of the the rap music thing because <laughs> you know I I've been doing this since I was a kid and it's it's totally different now like totally totally yeah. like I don't even rec- I don't even recognize it anymore you know what I mean <laughs> it's just like I can't relate um you know you got you got songs like. I just saw some shit today, uh, uh, some shit that's out called Wet Ass Pussy. Like, <laughs> like who who would make a song like that? And I come from an era where, you know, raunchiness was was part mm-hmm. of the game, but but that's a level that I'm not, I'm I'm offended by. It. You know what I mean? So it's like when it, when it get to that point, it's just like, man, maybe I need to I need to do something else, man. But <laughs> But while I, I, I mean, um, Veterana, I respect it. I respect you and, and your and your journey and everything like that. And uh, definitely uh, just looking over your history and your track record and stuff like that. I also want to know what it's like to have access to virtually anyone, but also, you know, the top cats on the West Coast. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I wish I could say that I can access anyone, but you know, <laughs> but at least on the West Coast, you know, that's where I'm from. I'm from. I live outside of San Francisco, about an hour outside. And um, and you and you just bought a house out there. You must be getting it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I'll tell you this. I do. Uh, the homeowner of the house I bought because it was my mom. So <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So so, but still, there you go. It, it's not like it was. Uh, it's not like it was cheap. It was just like cheaper than if I were to go out on my own to get the same exact thing. I mean, I absolutely. I really, yeah, she gifted me some serious equity in the house just on the size of the lot. I was just like, okay, you know, this is this will do it. Um, That's how it should be, though. You know. That's dope. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, but on a serious note, she actually did pass away last year and that was the last thing that she wanted to to do before uh, she passed away. So it it was, it was a win-win, you know, she got it out of the game. She had been struggling with it our entire life. I mean, this is my childhood home. I didn't want to buy my childhood home because I was like, I hate this house. You know, it's like, (laughs) I hate that wall. I hate that. You know what I mean? Like, you hate everything about it. Um, But the opportunity was way too good. And, and, you know, the timing was right. And so it worked out. So, so, you know, thank you, Mom, wherever you are. No Uh, doubt. doubt. Rest in peace to your mom, man. You're not smoking Black and Miles no more, are you? No, 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 no. I stopped that when I turned 30. Actually, my 30th birthday was the last one that I had. So, um, Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. But I picked up a new habit. <laughs> <laughs> bourbon is better for sure, man. <laughs> it was funny. One, uh, one time I was at a um, I was at a doctor's appointment a couple years ago. Uh, so I'm, I'm 43. So for my 40th, three years ago, we took a trip to Kentucky to do the, you know, to do the, the, the bourbon trail or whatever. Right. My wife took me. And so, uh, we had, we had just come back from that trip and I think I had my physical or something like that. And we were talking about, I was talking with my, with my, you know, uh, my, my GP about it. And 
I was just like, yeah, you know what was so interesting is, you know, all of the, um, you know, all the, uh, ba- I mean, it's basically mold, but you, have you ever seen the outside of a bourbon distillery, Federano, like all the kind of like black, um, uh, it's it's not mold, but I mean, actually you brought it up. You're talking about angels in me, right? You hear about the angel share, like the bourbon when it evaporates yeah. out of the, yeah. Well, well, that actually ends up like it, in a in a uh, in a bourbon warehouse where all these barrels are stored. It's so prevalent that it actually like it when it evaporates, it ends up forming and sticking to the buildings and the trees and like everything on the outside of the um, on the outside of the building. It almost looks like mold. So anyway, so I'm telling this story and then I'm talking about, you know, how it's, you know, interesting how bourbon's made and they're talking about, you know, charring the insides of the oak barrel. And as I'm telling this, I'm like, this sounds like some really bad shit to drink. Like I should probably drink something else. <laughs> I'm at my physical appointment, right? And I'm I'm like talking about black mold forming on the outside of these, you know, on the outside of these buildings and you know, I'm drinking liquid that's been sitting in, you know, charred oak barrels for, you know, 20 years. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Not, not something to bring up at your annual physical. So, um, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> this, this has got to be better than smoking black and mild, though, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, hands down. The, the rate in which I was smoking black and milds was just, it was, it was absurd. Like, you know, like, it was. God, I, I just I I hate even thinking about it because all the warning signs were there the entire time to stop doing this. Yeah, <laughs> and yet the addiction just keeps going. Like I, you know, I, I, every four months I remember I would just get caught. Like like I would just be coughing all the time, like slimy coughing, ah. and just but I was still smoking through it. <laughs> it oh, just like, so it was, bad. It was bad, but you know, um, as much as I enjoyed it, uh, this terrible but um <laughs> anyway <laughs> to get back on track to answer your question um, me, um yeah having access to to a lot of these people was um especially on the west coast was was uh it was kind of effortless uh we didn't have a relationship with uh mc8 um mm. that was the only person that we that from the west coast that we didn't already uh, have, have already worked with, um, once, you know, especially like the MC eight record, uh, the reputable song, um, once he heard Mitchie and planet Asia on it, he was just like, let's do it. Like it wasn't, it, it, there was no hesitation in it, but everybody else, I mean, you know, uh, planet Asia I've known forever. Uh, God, let me go through the list. Oh, you know what? I also didn't have a relationship with MED. That's somebody that I've always wanted uh, to work with. Um, he, he's just kind of like one of those um, MCs that, you know, he was always with Madlib and you'd always hear him in random places. You know, like he would just pop up on this compilation. He was on here and then he did a solo, but then he didn't do anything for 10 years after. And it just, he would always be around. I was like, this dude is dope. Like he could spit. Yeah. He sounds like a West Coast dude. Like, like, you know, um, different flow too. To different, yeah. different flow too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has an unorthodox kind of flow, and, yeah. and and you know, the main purpose of the album really was that I wanted to bring together uh, a lot of. I wanted to make 
a 21 year old be proud of an album uh, that I did. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so it, it's not like all these people are, you know, new cats, you know, these are like OGs and, and, you know, sure. cemented in history, you know, kind of in lyricism and hip hop. And so that's kind of what I wanted to do, you know, like having been away for so long, you know, um, I kind of just, if I were going to do it, I would want to do something that uh, brought me back to why I loved hip hop in the beginning. For, right. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it's the beats, it's the knock, it's the, the MCs, you know, like I wanted to hear that gritty, hard shit. And, yeah. and there's, there's a plethora of uh, West coast MCs that, that, you know, I believe deserve, you know, as much shine as anybody else. And there's a lot of them out here. It's just, you know, some, sometimes they fade away. Sometimes it's kind of like, ah, well, that's the West coast dude. But, yeah. you know, I, but, you know, I, I think they're all valid in, in their abilities. And, and that's some, that's kind of one of the things I, that I liked about it. It's kind of like, I almost want to, <laughs> it's not the same, but I kind of think of like a Quentin Tarantino movie where he'll find somebody that's good at acting that hasn't, you haven't really seen in a big way for a while. Mm-hmm. And not to say that, that, you know, none of these people are actually like, you know, like, like uh, not being heard right now, but yeah, it was, it was, it was something that I wanted to kind of like, I wanted to touch on that a little bit, you know, bring MCA who's a, who's, Menace to society. I grew up. Man. Yeah. Boy. And listening to his music in Walkman's on the way to school. And, uh, yeah. you know, Planet Asia just blew me away back in the, the early uh, 2000s. And yeah. then mm-hmm. when he did that shit with, um, with Madlib, uh, you know, the definition of ill. Yeah. You know, it's just like, who is this dude? He's like, he's from Fresno, and that's right. like two hours from me. I was just like, this is fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Nebraska came out, and so, you know, there was a big West Coast surge around that time where we kind of learned about a lot of people. Mitchie Slick came in that came in that wave in the two thousands with Strong Arm Steady and, yeah. and you know those guys. So, you know, the, the main thing is is that. Anybody that's on the album is somebody that I wanted to be on the album, whether from the West Coast or my guy uh, Cam. Well, superstition, I you know that's his name, Cam. So yeah. I just call him Cam all the time. Yeah. And 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 fucking uh, guilty and 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 fat cat. I mean, everybody spits hard. You know, no doubt. Yeah. Just spit hard, and that's what I need. You know, I needed that for me as much as I want people to hear it out there. You know what I mean? It sounded like you just coming to knock people's heads off, man. Which is like that's what I like. Uh, uh, like uh, when I see like producer albums, like personally, yeah. like I just want to hear. Like, I mean, every record on there could be a single, right? Like I really think that it, it that it could be, um, just because it sounds so big. Um, <clears throat> you know, everyone's rapping their ass off, and it just sounds, you know, like you said, the beats are knocking, you know bass lines you know everything it sounds like um it sounds kind of monumental man i think that's why i like the like the record so much well one of um so i i saw one review uh one guy said that it the album starts like a two by four 
smacked across <laughs> your face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when, when you have, you know, Raz, Taz and Bishop on there. Oh God. Um, and, and, you know, I think for my own self as well, I, you know, I love beats that don't have uh, prevalent drums in them, mm-hmm. but I feel like as I was like, kind of like, prepping myself to make this album i was hearing a lot of the soundscape these days is stuff without heavy drums yeah um obviously there's drums and all kinds of but stuff that you know i was listening to stuff like west side gun like i didn't even know who he was until like i started making this album i was like okay you know like this dude's dope and and you know these other guys and but there's a lot of stuff without drums uh in my <laughs> my um you know, what, what am I trying to say? I like to, I like to hear what people are doing and then just do the exact opposite just because <laughs> right. yeah. I don't want to do what they're doing. You know what I mean? Even mm. if that to my detrimental, you know, I, I just have that in me to, to, to be a kind of dick about things. I guess. <laughs> so, so to be clear, you don't really care for, for the beat without drum wave that's going on right now. Uh, I no 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 I like it because there's okay. a beat on my there's two beats on my album that 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 are like that you know the okay okay the the Planet Asia song is like right. that and uh, my manager um, who also goes by four two seven he had the last song on the album you know that doesn't have any like drums on there no what I'm saying is I like it but. I also wanted to, because I was listening to that in my personal life, I wanted to do the opposite of that. I wanted to bring back that old, you know, uh, KRS one, uh, kind of drum smacking. You know what I mean? It just like, you know, I, I needed that spirit for myself. Um, while at the same time appreciating songs that, you know, don't necessarily have prevalent drums. I mean, I've been doing that kind of stuff forever you know, just run the loop. It sounds dope as fuck, you right, know, but right. I can't do a whole album like that. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, right. I gotta bring it back to sound bombing too and shit, you know, where that <laughs> shit is just hit the whole way. No doubt. What's oh, up with the oh. intro, man? The intro's fucking hilarious. So, <laughs> you, um, did you, do you know that, that, well, I don't know if it's, if anyone could figure it out, but that's Bishop Lamont. I was going to ask you if that, it sounded like him. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so you know, the the name of the album, um, I was talking to a friend about what it was going to be. And I was like, okay, so I got this person, I got this person, this person's on it. And he was just, and we didn't have a name for it yet. He was just like, okay, so you're kind of putting a bunch of, bunch of people together from like different different places around the country and so i'm like yeah it's kind of like i'm like a gathering of all these mcs and i was like okay that's not a bad name let me let me yeah. mess with that a little bit and so when i got the gathering and the reason and then i put it together with the reason why i even did the album which was to kind of bring back the spirit of of just just gutter hard shit um so then i was kind of like well it's kind of like a well, I don't know if you saw in my bio, but I said that um, I felt like I had been locked away in a in a coffin for all these years. And I'm just getting out of it and, and walking around town and kind of just like, <laughs> OK, let me get all the goons back, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like a monster squad or some shit like that. So, so that's why the hands coming uh, up out of the out of the whatever right. with all the cables and 
guts yeah, and shit, yeah. I guess. Which, by the way, that's my arm. That's, <laughs> that, those are cable. Those are my records. They don't really are look they? like records after they got you know filtered out. But um, uh, yeah, so I always had an image of, of, of a hand coming out of some records. And so I was just like, you know what? This all perfectly ties in together. And so then Bishop, Bishop is kind of, in my opinion, he does he does uh, interludes and commentary oh, yeah. better his, than any other rapper. Yeah, his like, skits are crazy. His album, yeah. I mean, his intros are just so animated, so uh, movie-like and, and funny, you know? And I pitched it to him. I was just like, why don't you do one of your intros they, for, 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 for this album? And he was just like, okay, so what do you want to do? I was like, well... He told me, here's a funny story, actually, something <laughs> to, to chew on. He told me that he, when he was uh, signed with um, with uh, Dre, that they were at his mansion, and then everyone had left. And uh, Dre busted out a Ouija board, and they were going to contact dead rappers. And it, it, like, <laughs> I, it, I don't want to give too many details of who that was, but they wanted to contact like dead rappers. And so they're messing around on a Ouija board and, um, and, <laughs> and they were, you know, they were drunk and just like, you know, just like <laughs> get around. So if you can imagine Dr. Dre with the Ouija board, pushing that shit around. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, that's fucking classic. He'll be pulling out a Ouija board to contact them dead presidents when his wife get this settlement. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he gonna be doing. Yeah, but for real. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there was like no prenup on that, huh? Nah, well, there was one, but but the story is she said they got into a beef about it and, and he tore it up. But now he's like, I never did that, and the the prenup is always intact. So that shit's gonna okay. be interesting to see. Um, but I know in the state of California, the woman pretty much always wins ten times out of ten. So, yeah, yeah. Dre Dre might be back to sleeping on his buddy's couches in Compton. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean. Yeah, who knows? I, I'm sure Dre will be fine, but um, yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> but to, but so Bishop brought that up to me, that idea of a, of a, a Ouija board. He's like, "What if we did something like that?" And I was just like, "Okay, so let's just recreate the scenario that you live, which is he's at a mansion party, and you know people are kind of clearing out, and then he goes. So we kind of like wrote the script together, but he took the reins of it. You know, yeah. I didn't need to really tell him too much." And so, um, so then he, he he just knocked it out of the park. I gave him a soundscape. Um, I like it. Oh, by the way, majority of the album has no samples in it. It, It's basically sampling. That's all really. And so the intro, yeah. uh, So I did like this kind of, you know, eerie, um, kind of haunting music in, in, in the beginning. And, uh, he did, as he called me, he, he called me after. He's like, I did a one take Jake, man. Like, uh, it was done. Really? So he said, to, Yeah, yeah. He, he did it one shot and, and that was it. And um, so then I just went ahead and added the bells and whistles with the door creaks and all that shit. And, and so 
that's kind of like so when you're listening to the intro of the album that kind of sets it up for the rest of the album it's kind of like it all ties in it's like me coming out of my coffin right he's summoning all these mcs and and um and that's then that's how it kind of came together so you know i i love bishop for it too because he did he a, he didn't want to, oh, by the way, he didn't want to have credit for that either because he's like, you know, when people listen to it, I just want them to listen to. Yeah, for what it is. The, for what it is. He's like, I don't want it to be like featuring Bishop Lamont. He just wants it to just be what it is. And so uh, to his credit and his humbleness, he he was uh, he was down with that. And then uh, you know, and that's, that's the intro. Yeah, Bishop's a real dude. We had him on the show. Um, what what was the last full length that he had drop? Um, the the one that was the all the crazy letters, like, and it stood for, it's about fucking time this album came out. God damn it! Or like, it, I can't remember what the name of the record was. You remember that, Meeks? Yeah. When we interviewed. Uh, God. Yeah. I know what it is. I mean, not reformation. It's like something no, like no, no, no. Yeah, it was. It was basically that, but it had some sort of subtitle to it. But anyway, when when we were trying to make that happen, we had been uh, somehow we had gotten like I was talking to a manager or somebody or a label, somebody something. It, it was just it was getting being it was really difficult to get this thing scheduled, and mm-hmm. and and somehow I caught him on email or Twitter or something at the right time. I mean, talk about a cool motherfucker to deal with. It, like, didn't have to be cool, right? Because I mean especially at the time, like, I think the show was pretty Meeks, We, we interviewed him pretty early on in the show, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, he, yeah, that he, was like, that was like year two or something. Yeah, like it that, was right? real. it was really early. And I mean, like we, we didn't really have much of much of a rep as far as this shit goes. And, uh, you know, he gave me his mobile and was just like, just a real cool dude. So I fuck with Bishop, man. Other than his music being incredible. I, I just like hearing stories like that. Well, uh, Bishop, I mean, I, I love Bishop, uh, and, and I didn't know him until this album. Uh, honestly, oh I, really? Well, here's a here's a, a quick little story. Uh, Razkaz did his song, um, the uh, did his song, which we ended up calling funeral music. But he did his song in the middle of the year last year, so it was like kind of done in like June or July, and, and it was without a hook. And Raz, you know, Raz, me and Raz go back, you know, since the mid 2000s. And so Raz was just like, I hear somebody else on this. He's like, I think it needs another voice. It needs someone else. I'm like, okay. So I was thinking of like DJs. I was thinking of other people to do hooks. But the only person that I really wanted on there was Bishop Lamont, but I didn't have a relationship with Bishop. And so uh, I reached out to Raz. I was like, did you plug me with Bishop? Like, I want to get him on this thing. Yeah, and uh, and I reached out to him. Um, oh, Raz reached out to him and said uh, that he said that he told Bishop that I was really the homie, and it wasn't like just some dude that was trying to get him. And so I hit him up, and it was all love immediately, which is like, yeah, whatever you want to do, you know. And, and, and he had lost a friend uh, recently, uh, Dave New York. Oh yeah, rest in peace, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, he took that really hard. You know, he was really close with him. And so that was literally the last thing that needed to happen for the album. And um, 
he was just going through some things emotionally about it, obviously. And so I was just like, you know what? I was like, you take all the time that you need. Uh, I don't give a shit about a deadline about when this album gets done, but you know, um, I want you to be a part of it, but let's do it when it's right. And um, I kind of just, it was kind of touch and go for about a month. And then he started to feel better about, you know, <laughs> just everything. And so yeah. he's like, okay. So I had this idea of just saying, fuck everybody and fuck everything. I was like, okay, all right. So he's, you know, maybe he was channeling some of that energy of what just yeah, happened right, you know, yeah. in his personal life. And he's like, yeah, I got the song, this hook idea. And then he sent it to me. I was just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> so man. this is what we're going to do. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and be, you know, to, maybe to his credit, that may have been the reason why I started the album that way, because it was just like, it, yeah. was, it also kind of played into how I was feeling. It was kind of like, man, you know, just like I wanted some really aggressive shit to start off the album. So he came in perfectly at the last moment, laid down that hook. And then we did the the intro. And now Bishop and I were, we're I, I got some stuff on his album. We're actually working on a project together. Oh, word. And, okay. And dope. So, yeah, so so we're 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 building a lot. I talk to him all the time now. So he, oh. he's he's a good dude. You talk about a good dude who who's been through some shit in this in this business, and he maintains uh, kind of like a good spirit. You know what I mean? Like he's just mm-hmm. a, he's a he's one of the he's the ideal rapper. He's lyrical. He can talk to you. He's you know what I mean? Like he's 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 yeah. a good guy. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, he gave us some good perspective. Makes you remember that? Like he was. At one point, he was. I think we were talking about why we started the show, which was just like literally just to have fun again with this rap shit, with this hip hop shit. And uh, he basically said the same thing. He's like, "Yeah, man. He's like, it. It doesn't matter what you do, when you do it, who hears it. Like, he's like, just do it. Just do it. Just to be creative yeah. and like, just to get that out of your system. He's like, you've got to do it. You know? No doubt. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right." Veterano, what's your um, weapon of choice these days uh, since you've been back, you know, back on it full time? Did you change up um, like software or equipment um, from uh, when you originally started or did you just go back with the with the usual? I went back with with what I know. Um, mm-hmm. I use uh, I use uh, FL Studio for others. It's Fruity Loops. Um it's really come a long way that program. Um, I used to work, you know, on drum machines and, and, you know, keyboards and synths and, and tie it all together into a digital mixer and, you know, all that shit. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, at some point back in the days, I kind of just attached myself to, to Fruity Loops, um, back in the two early two thousands when everyone was kind of switching over to that, you know, people, we're recording on acid. We're recording on, you know, people use Cubase. People were using reason. That was the big program back yeah. then. And then pro tools pop, you know, got on the scene and then that took over, <laughs> excuse me. And so fruity loops and just a shit ton of plugins and my MIDI keyboard, um, that those are my weapons of choice. I have a, I have a homie who, you know, I, I, I buy programs myself, but I have a, you know, it, 
hold on, let me, let me, let me pull that back. Uh, I purchased everything and everything. <laughs> and, you and, ain't bought shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I spent a lot of money on programs. That's, that's exactly how it happened. Hey, that's but, all right. You, you talking to a, a, a software pirate and it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Veterano, yeah. if you're all sample sample if you're sample free on this last album, man, you might need to get in this fucking uh in the fucking uh sound game, dude. Hell I mean, yeah. damn. Well, so uh back in the days, um do you guys know who Frank Dukes is? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, his shit's Kingsway or something, right? And then the yeah, name of it? Yeah. Yeah. So Frank Dukes and I, we're, we're, we go back a long way and he and I were coming up together and we had a, uh, we were selling drum kits back in the day. Oh, really? And yeah, this was like in the, the, the mid two thousands. Um, we, we both, you know, had ideas of, of doing it. And so we kind of put it together and we were selling drum kits to, uh, to people that we were fucking with uh, on like online forums and stuff. And so I was making a little huh. bit of money doing that. Um, but, you know, that's obviously has, that's different than sense and all that. But, you sure. know, um, Frank Dukes, he kind of took that an extra step. And he, I remember he told me, he was like, there's this dude in Canada who he was like, you know, you heard that Drake song that came out. Um, now I'm blanking on what it was, but there's a dude, a musician in Canada, and he was making original um, original compositions, and he was uh, selling them or leasing them to producers. And one of those producers was like uh, Boy Wonder, and um, he made a beat for Drake, and that ended up becoming a big hit. And he was like, I want to do something like that. Do you know any musicians? I was like, yeah, I can plug you with some people that I know. And he just kind of gone in the, he just took that and ran with it because now, yeah. you know, <laughs> if, if anything that he's that, 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 you know, that he's kind of composed, uh, he gets uh production credit for, you know? So, you know, that's why he's on everything now. So, you know, he's a smart dude, but the album itself though, pretty much non-sample. And I mean, so the only samples that, that, that you'll hear are the obvious ones, like, uh, the Mitchie slick song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to take that old Bob James. I, I had this idea of like, I was like, let me get Mitchie slick. Who's like a West coast street dude. And let me put him on like some hip hop shit, you know, but let me yeah. like kind of bridge the gap a little bit. So then I was like, okay, let me give you some, uh, like a hard drum and bass line, but then throw in a classic hip hop sample in there that yeah. I haven't heard for, you know, a long time for sure. And kind of bring that back a little bit. And so yeah. that one has a sample, um, planet Asia's song has a sample. Um, and the last song, has a sample in which I played like some keys on it as well. But other than that, everything is samples because well, my manager was basically telling me, he's like, you need to create, he's like, you know, I know that you can create music without using samples, but for my sake, <laughs> so I don't, so I don't, so I don't get all these headaches about people trying to, you know, like about me trying to clear samples and all that stuff just focus on not sampling 
please, as much mm. as you possibly can. So I was just like, well, shit, well, I can do it, you know? So that's exactly what it is. Uh, everything like from the, I mean, you just go down the line. I mean, like the, the Razzcast song, the Fashan song. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you uh, about the Fashan, Fashan joint because I was like, who's playing bass on that joint? Oh, that's me. Yeah, so, man. <laughs> yo, so Veterano, what is it? What is it that you have in your background, skill skills wise that that you don't sample? Like, I I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't think we we talked about that yet. What's your What's your background like? It's I, I'm a well, I am not a musician by by trade. I'm a DJ uh, first. And everything that I do, I've basically taught myself. Um, I mean, I've always been the kind of guy, you know, when I was young, I would drag out all the pots and pans in, in you know, the kitchen when I was like eight and then start playing drums on them. So I know how to play drums a little bit. And so, but I've always been curious in music. So, and also, uh, you know, thanks to my mom, my mom was a uh, was she was born in Mexico and she immigrated to the United States and she had a big curiosity for music uh, from all around the world, cultures in general. So it wasn't just music, but it's culture. So in the household, we listened to Japanese music. We listened to uh, African music. We listened to Greek music. It was just everything that she was into. She would play in the house, and then we had to listen to it. Back then, I didn't appreciate it. it was like, mm-hmm. I just want to my shit. You know, I was like, but she would play it in the household. And so um, that kind of prepped me from being kind of like an open book uh, or a sponge, rather, to different genres of music. And when you're open to different kind of music, then you allow all of that influence in. And then for me, I know I have, you know, as a music producer, you got to have some kind of music IQ. As a DJ, you got to have a high music IQ. So, you know, you know what something should sound like, and then you just got to figure out a way to make it sound the way that you want to. And so I'm basically self-taught in everything um, for, for better or worse. And (laughs) and that's basically what it is. It's kind of like you want a certain sound to happen and you got to figure out a way to make that happen without using a sample. So what do you do? You could hire a musician or you can mm-hmm. figure it out yourself. And that's basically what I do. I, I work better by myself trying to figure out chords and, and you know, vibes and, and you know, the, the, the kind of style that I'm looking for. So that's basically it. You know, I, can't, it is. I, was, I wasn't somebody that, 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 you know, grew up in the church choir, the church band, like a lot of these amazing producers that are out mm-hmm. there these days. You know, I just... I'm on the island by myself, you know, so it's like, hey, you got to do something. I got to figure it out some way. So no doubt. Well, hey, man, yeah. you, you you delivered. So Walt, Walt needs you to land you some, uh, some some sync or licensing deals or something because uh, he, he he didn't he won't have any problem clearing the samples. So let's, let's <laughs> well, do it. Let's I, do it, Walt. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Walt, what's up? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. He's been. I've, he's been, you know, kind of like hit, he's always hit me up about that stuff. So no matter who I'm dealing with, they're just like, we have some sync opportunities for like yeah. this TV show. And then I get all this stuff and I'm like, I'll work on it. 
but then I get, I get really frustrated by it. Not because I can't do it. I just, I just kind of feel like I would rather work a nine to five and then get off work and then do the thing that I want to do. Yeah. That's basically it. But don't, but don't get me wrong. I'll score a movie. If someone from, from, uh, from a big, you know, music studio wants to do something, you know, I'll, I can do that, you know. Um, so yeah. who knows? We'll see yeah. what's in my future for that. And, the, and right. the most important thing about that is to even say that shit is not like you, 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 you know, talking out your ass. You can actually do that shit. So it's not. I, I would, I would venture to say <laughs> that it's not that far fetched. Uh, having a general curiosity about music and having done some of it myself. Like I worked on some stuff for Verizon back in the day and I, I, you know, Acura commercials, like I've done stuff like that before, so I can do it, you know, and, and, and if it's, if it's the right project, I'll absolutely dive into something like that. Mm -hmm. I've always, I've always wanted to score, you know, an entire like indie film, you know? So if you know anyone that wants to, that wants to do something like that, you know, let me know because I, I, I love challenging myself in that way. You know, right. it, it, you know, everyone says they like to be challenged, but I, but I really want you to throw chamber music at me, figure that out. I can figure mm. it. I'll do it. You know, like I'll try my best, you know, maybe I won't be the best, but I'll try it. You know, so a new right. chamber, that, that, a new chamber of yeah, chamber no, music. What's that? It's a new chamber of chamber music. Yeah, that's right. New chamber son. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's the chamber you never heard of, you know. It's exactly. the 36 chamber of chamber music. <laughs> Better I got one more question for you and it's just cuz we we're uh, you know, we're we're tight with Cam. Is how did you how did you end up linking with Superstition? Cuz you guys have known each other for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, that fucking guy. That um, fucking guy. Uh he's okay, so I used to be um What's the lineage there? So my, I have friends who, uh, who were MCs. They, they went by a group called Ford Alive and they were, it was, it was, uh, it was Mushmouth, Slow Mo and Illmind. And they were a oh, group yeah. together. Right. They're based out of Hawaii. Illmind of course is based out of uh, New Jersey. Now yeah. he lives in New York, but, yeah. um, and so we were all tight. We were all friends. And, um, uh, Mush was friends with, uh, superstition. And so back in like, you know, like 2006, 2007, I was kind of like, well, I want to send some beats over to, to superstition. You know, I like, you know, the chain letters album and, you know, like, you know, so, you know, back in the days, and I'm pretty sure you were all part of it, but you know, back in the days there was that soul spasm kind yeah. of, uh, you know, uh, era, it was like a lot of, it was a lot of people that came from the internet that started to become big, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And superstition was one of those dudes yep. that who had the props to do, to, to, you know, to spit. And so much was just like, yeah, I'll send this over to super right now. And this was on eight. I don't know if you guys oh, remember yeah. Oh yeah. I remember AIM. I'm 43, bro. We know AIM. I think that's how Meeks and I first started chatting after we met one another. Meeks, you remember chatting on AIM? Hell yeah, that was <laughs> Asylum man, Asylum how, Demo. How asylum you, Demo. Was, hell yeah, how else was you talking to people? <laughs> yeah. I think my aim handle was John Dizzle. Uh, awful. Yeah. 
Hell yeah, I remember that shit. <laughs> Fucking aim. That's crazy. Well, dial up the dial up days. Yeah, man. No. Oh my god. No, I I gotta say, like, just generally speaking, that part of of history, I, there would be no me. And I wouldn't know the people that I know if it wasn't for fucking online instant online instant messenger. Exactly. And and you and you probably still talk to those people to this day. Yeah. Frank Dukes. Again. Yeah, man. Frank Dukes and Illmind and Vanderslice. Like we were all homies from a from a from undergroundhiphop.com. Vanderslice was aim homie too. I talked to Vanderslice on fucking aim too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so we're we're all you know we're all cool still and, and those are the people that you know m phases and you know like yeah. a lot of people that i that i've known my entire you know music career i guess uh came from that so yeah um shout out to <laughs> to aol i guess <laughs> no doubt <laughs> a shout out they'll never hear <laughs> <They'll> never, <laughs> they'll never hear it because they ain't around. But, you know. <laughs> but um but so uh Mush, uh a mutual our mutual friend, he sent it over to uh, sent a beat over to Superstition and he liked it and he threw it on his uh on his album. It was um It's one of the Camoyer joints, wasn't it? When when it, when he rebranded no, himself, no, yeah. This was a little bit before that. Oh, wow. uh, it was a album where he it had, it's like him in a subway. Um, oh yeah, I can see the Shane. cover right now. Yeah, the Shane deadline from Two Dope Boys made the cover. Um, the deadline. I forgot. Was it the deadline? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly. Um, anyway. But, the the Cam Moy shit. I mean, I was there the entire time. I mean, I got like three beats on there. He was staying at my apartment in San Francisco. Um, he was <laughs> he was he was he was going through some shit back then, and so uh, he wanted to kind of ditch the superstition thing and right. and you know kind of do something uh, something that was a little more uh, about him uh, personal and. Uh, you know, I asked him now. He hit me up the other day, and I tell him I was just like, "Man, I was like, I know you you kind of talked down on that album, but I, but you know, I think to me that's some of your your best work." He's like, "Man, no one buys that album." He's like, <laughs> and he's like, "People don't even know it's me," and I'm just like, "Okay, I can feel that," you know. But yeah, whether the best well, is, but, but still, some good work though. Yes, yes. He ventured out, and I think I was kind of like the, um, I was kind of like the 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 person on the shoulder, like, yeah, do something weird, do something straight. You know? <laughs> like, like, do this, do that. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, yeah, we, I, I but the, to be fair, I kind of do that to every rapper that I know. Any rapper <laughs> that. I get them to do some weird experimental shit, like want them to step <laughs> out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like I, whatever zone I'm in, like I know who I could rely on to to kind of like um, entertain your cool madness. With, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah, yeah. Like I could, like I hit up Razcast. Like there's a song out there that 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 came out. Um, it was with Lyrics Born and Razcast. 
and it's called the maybe. And it's basically about like robot love almost. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, you have to hear it. It's a dope song. It's a dope song, but it, but it's on some weird shit. And I remember, um, what's his name? Cam, uh, super. He, he ran into Razkaz not that long ago. It's like maybe like a year and a half ago. And they were laughing about that with me. Cause it's just like, that's the only person that can get us to do this stupid shit that he wants to do. <laughs> and I was just that's like, hilarious. Oh, you know, it's, it, they respect what I do. So I guess that's the reason why it works, but oh, you know, no. right. The funniest yeah, stories so. that we hear from Supa these days is because uh, he, he talks about the Camoy shit, and uh, he's yeah. like, he's like, man, that's the worst thing I ever did. He's like, because now, now what happens is, is you know, people in my professional life, like if 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 they dig just a little bit, they end up finding some shit, you know, finding out like you know about you know my history, you know, in music. And uh, every once in a while, he'll tell some crazy story about how he's walking down the hallway at you know, whatever office he's in and somebody will jump up and say, it's superstition. And then he has to go through the whole thing. (laughs) It's hilarious. I remember he told me that shit that he was sitting in his fucking cubicle (laughs) and then some dude had on Pandora and then he came up. He was just like, "Hey, hey, hey!" And then, and then he told me later on that some of the the the, the nine to fives that he was working with was trying to get him to perform at like company picnics. Oh my god! He's like, um, what that? "Yo, yo, Meeks and I had to talk about you want to yeah. talk about putting a resignation letter together real Dude. quick." Dude, me, Meeks and I had a had a in a weird, weird, super weird twist of fate. Had a similar situation like that about what three oh, years ago, okay. Meeks? Oh, you remember this shit? Cats, when them cats yeah. came to my office? Yeah, yeah. Don't say my company's name. So, so, oh, no, so, no, so, no. so long, long, long story short, I get a call <laughs> one day from one of my coworkers. So I, I work for a company. There's their uh, their um, headquarters. I'm in technology sales, so their their headquarters are on the West Coast. Um, and okay. basically, I'm in sales, so all the sales folks work from home. We work remotely, yeah. so in yeah. uh, in, in Georgia, for example, there's like maybe three employees for the company that I work for, right? And they're they're all they're all sales guys. So this particular salesperson who works on a different team than I do calls mm-hmm. me one day. We're we're like you know like fairly tight just because we're local and we, you know we end up being, you know being at events together and stuff like that he's like so yeah. he's like so john he's like i ran into one of your friends today i was like really i was like who'd you run into he's like well i was at x and x company and i was like oh shit he met me <laughs> he's like and i met this he's like i met this gentleman named eddie meeks and i was like really He's like, yeah, it was so strange. He's like, it was me, and he was with his engineer. He's like, we get into an elevator, and, um, you know, this gentleman says, oh, uh, you know, we had on our company shirts, and he said, oh, one of my friends works for that company. Well, if someone in Georgia in an elevator says, oh, one of my friends works for that company, that is a super weird thing to happen. So, okay. uh, so right? Yeah, Cuz yeah, there's yeah. only 3 of us, right? So in, you know, and you're in you're in yeah. Atlanta, right? Yeah. So Meeks, tell the rest tell the rest of the story. I you tell it so much better than I do. 
Oh man, that's just <laughs> I, 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 at that point I was just <laughs> spitting out random shit like <laughs> probably a whole bunch of shit that I didn't need to say. <laughs> But uh, I was like, yeah, we do music together and all that. They were like, John does music? Yeah, yeah like, veteran. Uh, no one in like, my you know work what, knows guys, I do I music. Gotta, I got to go. I got to uh, I gotta go to my office. Uh, there's, there's a fire or something in my office. I was just like, I just fucked up. Oh, but uh, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they got a kick out of it because. It was hilarious. To be able to go back and call John and be like, <laughs> he was like, this some bullshit. <laughs> You know, I don't what talk is, to I don't talk to anybody oh, at work about like th- this part of my I life, right, Veterano? Like, like you yeah, I don't talk about <laughs> any of this shit. And, and here's the exact reason I don't talk about any of it is because unless someone understands and knows the culture, they always uh, e- even when they're not being like they're they're not trying to be mean or disrespectful, but they end up being mean or disrespectful. Or just do uh-huh. dumb dumb shit every time they see me. So every time this motherfucker saw me, because he knew I was a DJ, every time he saw me, he'd like put his hand up to his to his ear and like do oh the fucking do the like. Oh, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Every time, homie, oh, I, apolo- I apologize <laughs> profusely again. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, that's hilarious. That's, you know what's funny? Is uh one of my uh one of my employees because I'm a supervisor. He makes beats, and oh, and and, and, and they no sound co- like shit. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds local. They just would. <laughs> oh, it sounds local. <laughs> and so, at no point. Am I interested in telling him <gasps> how local <laughs> his beats are? Boy. <laughs> Do Don't you better tell you what I think about your beats? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Dude, you better hope and pray he does not oh, find out crazy. about your all your alter yeah. ego. <laughs> now, veteran, veterano, I got one more man. Give me a give me yeah. a good uh give me a good cool G rap story. Mm. Uh, G rap story. Um, fuck. Just, just, just an experience of of, of working with him or uh, something. Just yeah, I would. I mean, like, I wish I had like something like really solid for you. Yeah. Uh, uh well, G rap. You know, I met G rap. Do you guys know who Nino blesses? Can't say that. I, do. I don't know. Okay, that's that's fine. That's fine. Um, he was on. Okay, so Nino Bless. If you listen to Joe Budden's uh, last mixtape before the Slaughterhouse thing happened, uh-huh. he was on a song with Joe Budden, Burkadai, and Royce the Five Nine, and the song was called Slaughterhouse. That's how Slaughterhouse came came right. uh, to be. Oh, okay. And I, yeah. ended up, I ended up making the 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 remix beat for that. Uh, the original mm. person was um, oh god, why am I blanking? New York, New York. Uh, what's his name? It, it, anyway, um, so I ended up making the beat for that, and Nino used to be a. Uh, 
he used to do, he used to hustle back in New York. And so he was like a street promoter, uh, kind of hand to hand, uh, CD sale kind of guy, kind of, you know, like he was a street dude. And so he was hustling for Kooji rap. And so, um, so Nino decided that he wanted to start rapping back in the 2000s and he's an incredible lyricist now uh he and uh Fashan are doing something together actually um and uh he linked me with uh Kooji rap and that's how Kooji rap and I kind of came you know cross paths I can't say that I know him like super well but yeah uh I have been on many three-way calls with him, Nino, and uh, you know, obviously Kooji Rap, and he, he's a he's a solid dude. I mean, just like he's one of those dudes that, um, at least back then, straight up bucket list kind of dude. Because you know, like oh, I, yeah. I revered um, the the four, five, six album. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like that, that's, that's when I kind of like really came on online to, uh, to Coogee rap back in the nineties and fucking even Papoose was on that album for, for God's sake. That's right. Yeah. Papoose has been around for a minute too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, uh, yeah, G rap, he was living out in uh, Connecticut, I think at the time. And so, you know, many, many phone calls uh, with him and, you know, he was just, you know, spitting game and just like this shit that shit and you know like you know you just hear the stories and obviously i'm not going to divulge all these stories and 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 there's probably a lot more um, <laughs> you know it, it, so you know but but i mean to be in the presence of a Kooji rap is is uh is something is something crazy you know like he may not be a household name for everybody but you know he is for me and he is for no like doubt. true lyricists and MCs. I mean, he started his own rhyme scheme. Yeah, I mean, like how many people can say that that people echo that now? Absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, listen to the to to that Griselda. Uh, was it the Griselda album? Uh, it was uh, G Rap. The song I think is called G Rap on yeah. there. And they're all rapping like Fuji rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, they, I mean that's that's pretty incredible to to leave that behind and 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 to still just be fucking just as sharp today as he was back then. I mean, it's fucking you know crazy. That's, you know that's why Nas didn't get on Def Jam. What are you talking about? Why do you, why do you say that? Russell Simmons heard Nas' demo and was like, that's G-Rap. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> oh! Oh, shit. word? I didn't yeah. know that story. Yeah, I heard, I, heard uh, I saw an interview with Russell Simmons. He said that out of his own mouth. He was like, that's cool G-Rap all day. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy that is crazy yeah to, to think about all the things that you know uh, I mean you know what's great about being in the music industry is that you know behind closed doors you hear a lot of the truth of what has happened and, and things that could have happened and songs that people were on that you never thought would have been together and then yeah. and then the song just never came out I mean Jesus fuck. I, I I mean like I remember No, 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 no. I'm, <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm gonna get my no 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 part I'm gonna, two. I'm gonna pull back. Uh, part, uh, part two. 
Hey, sir, excuse me, sir. We have a no pullback rule. <laughs> Once you start, you have to go ahead and speak on it. <laughs> but in most interviews, I'm also not this sauced up. <laughs> Better, Ronald. So that's I'm why we led with the bourbon. Yeah. We, we knew it'd get you there. Come on, man. The bourbon has. has- crept in at this point and <laughs> that's usually that's usually a tactic that only happens when we live home right i know had, right we never done we it never virtually had the virtual bourbon kick in <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah no it, it, you know uh well what? veterano what do you have coming up man <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll help i'll help you switch I'll help you switch because we we got to get on. We got to get to this fucking mix interview and play some of your joints. But I do want to hear if you could talk about anything that's coming up. I know you were talking about the shit with Bishop. Um, I believe you're yeah. drop. You have you you have something new dropping. So this is going to drop on a Thursday. So you have something dropping this weekend, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I have the instrumentals to the gathering coming out. Yeah. Uh, it's dropping on Saturday. It was supposed to drop Friday, but uh, we rescheduled okay. it to, to Friday uh, or to Saturday rather. Uh, so the instrumentals from the album that you've heard uh, are going to be coming out. And um, I'll tease this now, um, even though I'm in the middle of working on it, but we're doing uh, we're doing a, uh, a deluxe version of uh, oh. the gathering. Oh, dope. So, okay. So there, there, there's more to come. There's, there's more to come, and it's coming very soon. So we're right in the middle of it. We're, we're, you know, crossing T's and dot I's, but we got more songs coming within the same vein of, uh, of what you've already heard. And um, okay, dope. You know that that's there's other things going on. I was actually working on. I was putting some uh, finishing touches on some songs that I'm doing with a particular artist right now someone that's from the album we're doing a whole solo album and um so there's a lot of work that's still happening right now behind the scenes i don't want to tease too much because you know things change you know whatever but sure there's definitely going to be a deluxe uh coming pretty soon and the instrumentals are going to be dropping this saturday uh i don't know what that is august Fifteenth, fifteenth, so. the fifteenth. Yeah, the fifteenth. You could get the the instrumentals. You could. It'll be in all stores. But if you want to actually like get a hold of it yourself and you could spit on some of those instrumentals, uh, you got to go to freshyardrecords.com and you'll find it there. But don't go there until until Saturday, and then you could get those yourself. And uh, you got all kinds of other merch there too. I saw T-shirts, and if you want to buy the physical and all that shit too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I, for the nostalgic heads, you know, I I signed all the CDs that we have. Uh, We we did. We only did it. We did short run. you know, I, I actually want to thank uh, Superstition because of, because of the CD sales, because he re- he told me, you know, he was just like, hey, like people are still buying CDs. I'm just like, they're still buying what? Like yeah. CDs? <laughs> like, <laughs> so crazy. He, he was just like, yeah, like I'm just like selling them like crazy. I was just like, OK, well, maybe I need to do that. So I, I forwarded that to the to the label and they were just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just do it. Um, we're going to have vinyl as well. That's gonna uh, I was going to ask that. Um, we've had some complications with that because the vinyl 
industry is a little bit, uh, it's a little more complicated because we have a distribution, a, a big distribution that is interested in doing it, but we got to finalize that. So it's, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit complicated. So that's why we weren't able to drop the vinyl with the album when it came out. Um, it's pretty well, common well, these well, days, though. That. The vinyl What's turnaround. That? It's pretty common these days. <laughs> these days, though. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. For, for vinyl to be delayed, it, the manufacturing of vinyl these days too is not what it used to be. The turnaround time's a long time. It's it's it. That's exactly right. That's precisely correct. It, it, it just it, it, that's just what it is. And so we're working within those parameters that we we've been given. And so it's it's going to come. But you know, at least with the album, we've decided to kind of reverse engineer this album in that usually you kind of build up to the album release but the new philosophy of releasing music is kind of like you gonna have to keep hitting it for like a six month period it you need to be in people's ears all the time so we did the reputable video and that was before the pandemic Um, we had videos set up everywhere and fucking directors everywhere. And then we just had to pull the plug on the whole fucking thing because of it. But we have a MERS, uh, we have the MERS video. It's already been shot. Oh, dope. Uh, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Dope record too. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, that video has already been shot. Um, we're going to be shooting with Fashan uh Raz Cat. I mean basically every song on the on the album is gonna have a video and that's all gonna be coming out. Nice, nice, so, nice, nice. So we're gonna we're gonna, you know, basically ring it out for every last drop that it has and, and, and kind of That's a lot of work, man. Yeah. It, it it is. It is. And and you know it's the new you know you were speaking weeks earlier about about how things are different now yeah. than it was back then. Well, one of the things that's different now is how you market things. Yeah. And, and, and a video for every joint is kind of necessary right now. It is because it keeps you in the in the stratosphere all the time. It kind of reminds people, hey, I still exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, here's another video. Here's another this. Yeah. You can keep the same people. You know, one of the things that was different back then than it is now is uh, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, branding. Like I didn't mm. give a shit about branding before. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. just like, you're the producer. I don't want to know anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to stay in my own zone. Yeah. And when I came back into the music business, they were just like, this is all it is now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you got to do this shit, do that shit. Yeah. Like, but see, that's why I was shooting for us to get on um, to get on MTV today yeah. and revolt because because not only you know our podcast has been around for six years, mm-hmm. but the artists that we cater to they shoot videos every fucking day, <laughs> and it's just like it's just like it makes sense for us yeah. to get that get that um that that video format back in place. Yeah. Because the footage is there. Right. And it's just like it's 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 totally different, man. It's just like that's that's one of the things that I didn't gravitate towards during the time that me and John were really doing music. Man, videos are take damn near a lifetime 
to put together and edit and get the final product and then you finally release it and don't nobody see this shit and it's just like yo man that's a complete waste of, just my opinion that's a complete fucking waste of time but if you have the resources to do that shit if you got somebody that's just that gung-ho to follow you around everywhere you go with a fucking camera shoot a fucking music video man yeah no doubt right? absolutely i see where it could be beneficial but for me i just it's just not that. I'd rather just do the music, um, release it through my distribution mm-hmm. channels, and and see if if something sticks that way. The music video shit. That's just that's just. I mean, I see the importance of it, but for me, it's just like wow, man. We we put in a lot of work, and eighty two people watch this motherfucker. <laughs> like, come on, man. I love it. So skills. He has, you know, that's my, that's my man, that's my boy. But he told me, he said in a song, uh, he said, uh, if you listen to uh, the song Regular Guy, um, I got uh, some beats on there too. Um, but on one of his last albums, before he kind of like stopped rapping, he said, oh God, I don't want to fuck up his words now, but the, 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 essentially what he was saying is like you put a big it a, a lot in just to get a small game mm-hmm. and, and, and that's it and, and he was kind of just talking about being just a regular dude like mm-hmm. he's, he's as a regular guy he always sees himself as a fan before he's an MC, before he's a DJ and so you know he, and that's basically the mantra of the independent game it's like you put so much out for fucking free right. you know yeah. what I mean uh, move up a little bit and then you move up a little bit and, and yeah it, yeah you know it, it's, it's difficult you know that's just the the way that that it is and, and yeah know. it's a serious grind man it's yeah. it's it's the grimiest of grimes there is man mm-hmm. like you you got to you got to be hardcore to you know yeah dig it out stay on your path with that one yeah for sure so i salute those that do it but yeah Man, for me, I'm I'm knocking on fifty like real hard with both hands. I just, I just, I'm I'm good, man. I'm good. Okay, well, let's not let's not lose hope yet because I need to hear some of your music. Can you send it off? Oh, not a problem. Hey, homie, put that email together, man. <laughs> Send them linked. Veterano <laughs> has made a request. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. I mean, I got, I got. Um, there's a lot going on behind the scenes, and, and this one was to get some OGs. But we, I mean, I'm in contact with uh, with a lot of newer guys and guys I never heard of that, that we're putting something together. You know, um, God, I got like four or five different projects going at the same time. But that's I, what's I mean, up. Like that, um, oh, so you're back in the game full force, man. Oh, he he's on. You're it, back man. in it. Yeah. yeah. Surprisingly, I mean, I didn't even know that I could. But I, I, I'll tell you what, the, the nine to five game has prepared me for the music. Game. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm like, It'll do that. Yeah. Deadlines, 
there's uh you don't want shit to spill over to the next day so you go ahead and get this done today you know like yeah i I have that kind of mentality these days it's not the same as it was before before it was kind of like okay you know like i'll get to it tomorrow it's just like no i'm gonna do this shit right now yeah 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 fucking crack open some bourbon that's yeah and then fucking relax with my wife and that's yeah so so i'm like that now no but efficiency yeah, has its place, mm-hmm. man. I feel you on that for no real. Yeah. 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 What was it? It was, I think it was Kiss. Uh, Gene Simmons, he said that he's something along the lines of fuck inspiration. It's all about hard work. Like, no doubt. Uh-huh. And I'll, I'll be honest, that's actually really true. I mean, sometimes you get inspired when you're around other people in the music studio, but for yeah. me, it's sitting down routinely in doing something and then you let your imagination start to, to, to go wherever mm. it needs to go to get the job done. And to me, that's been, you know, that's been the mantra. So that's, that's some real shit. You know what I mean? No doubt. Put it, put well, I'll be, I'll be honest, me and John though together, we nice. So we're going to sing <laughs> the music and, um, and you'll, you'll, you'll fall in love and, and, and we'll be working at, we'll be working together soon, man. There it is. <laughs> oh shit! I want to hear some John Dizzle. John Dizzle. <laughs> Fucking John Dizzle! I cannot believe that shit. Hell yeah! That's some old shit. All right, Veterano, tell folks where they can go support you, man. IG and the websites and where to buy the music and like what what makes the most impact, you know? Um, uh. For me, the the, the main uh, the main venue for uh, social media is Instagram right now. Uh, my Instagram is just Sir Veterano S I R V E T E R A N O. Um, I am all also on on uh, Twitter. Uh, I do check that regularly, but um, it's. You know, it's not popping over there, but, you know, you could come by and hit me up and say something. That's also at Sir Veterano. Um, also, go to FreshYardRecords.com. Um, for the Nostalgic Heads, we do have uh, autographed CDs um, and we do have vinyl coming. So, you know, at this point, you know, you could find it everywhere. You could find my album everywhere, Sir Veterano The Gathering. Uh, it's everywhere. But if you want to own a piece of music, something that, you know, and you want to support, definitely go to freshyardrecords.com and you'll be able to purchase the actual CD of a, a, um, a CD that I've autographed and you'll get the digital copy. So you get a bit of both and, and, um, dope and shirts there too. The shirts yeah. look dope too. The shirts look dope too. Yeah. 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 You, we have shirts up there. We have something for the reputable song, you know, shout out to, to Asia, Mitchie and, uh, eight for, uh, getting down on the record. It, it, it made some, it made a dope fucking, uh, West coast posse cut. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm very proud of that record and we have shirts for that as well. So, uh, Word. definitely hit up the box and then and you'll get everything that you're looking for. Dope. Veterano, thank you, man. This was a blast. We had a good time hanging out and, you know, Hell yeah. chopping shit up with you. I, I, I could drink bourbon and talk the shit with you guys all fucking day. <laughs> no so, doubt. So well, shout out you, Stish, that, well, that, yeah. that, that, that guy uh, yeah. for, for hooking it up. And, um, you know, 
Uh, I'll be. I'll definitely be hitting you guys up soon about that. Uh, that those meeks verses. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <whatever else> we, <laughs> we got you. We got you. No problem. We just need okay. those. We just need those new joints for the show, Veterano. So we, we just need an exclusive or two now and then. All right. So when you got some fresh shit, sh- shoot, shoot it over. We'll rock it for you. Hell That's yeah. Done. Done. All right. All right. Veterano, right. thank you, my brother. Man. Enjoy the rest of your evening, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks, yes, guys. sir. Peace, All right, man. Peace. All right. Peace. All right. Word, Meeks. Oh, man. What yeah, a good man. one. What a good one. Big homie. That was great. That was fun. That's, that, that's the way you First interview in. after summer break, Hey, you man. can't beat it. You can't beat it. All right. Sarah Veterano, the gathering is everywhere now. Instrumentals are going to be out shortly. Um... You can hear a bunch of joints from The Gathering on episode 259 uh, that dropped on Tuesday this week. Um, You know, go back and listen to the archives. There's 259 mix shows. There's 200 plus interviews. And, uh, you know, it's just that fly shit, that twice a week shit. That Smithsonian grade shit, that we are the guard shit. Mix and dough. We out. Southern Vanguard Radio, we out. You're welcome. Peace, y'all.